0: This is the team podcast project um, done by Z Kong, Bryce, and Matt. Um, and this is for the How Organization Work Class by Professor Tracy Chang. Please enjoy. Okay. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Dose of Resource Show. I hope everyone is doing well and starting their day off to a good start. I mean, if you're listening to our podcast, then you're definitely starting on the right foot. Today, we have here our special guest, Professor Cooney. Here, uh, please please give him a round of applause. Uh, He will be joining us in our conversation about something special and unique that we all have. Can you think about what that is? Personality. Personality is indeed an important factor in the success of many lives and jobs. In this interview, we will focus on whether or not HR departments use personality as a very important weighing criterion when hiring employees and whether or not there is such a thing as a popular personality in the workplace. Finally, we hope that the interviewees can offer some management insights for HR employees in a diverse workplace that brings together people of all ages and personalities. So with that being said, Professor Cooney, would you like to please introduce yourself and give us some background as to what you're all about?
1: Sure, good to be here. Um, happy to talk about this topic. Um, so I am a full-time faculty member currently at Rutgers in the Labor Studies and Employment Relations Department. I teach courses such as employment law, immigration law, the uh, topics or areas that I practice as a lawyer, because that's really my uh, background of the, the longest duration. I was a practicing attorney for about 20 plus years. And you know now I'm happy to be teaching students like you all. And um, I also still work as a, a labor arbitrator and a mediator, I keep my own practice going. So that's a little about myself. Uh, Education-wise, I went to Rutgers for undergrad, just like you all. I was a history major, and uh, then I went down to Miami for law school. Okay, that's a little about myself.
0: So you're a Rutgers, you're a Rutgers grad. That's that's crazy. Okay, Scarlet. Wow, wow. Um, So uh, all right, so that's interesting. The I guess we'll go into get right to and get into our first question that I will be asking. Uh, so one study showed that 89 of the Fortune 100 companies used it, uh, used personality as evidence of the validity of personality measures. How many companies require employees to submit the results of personality tests in real life?
1: oh is that a quiz you're
0: asking me well not necessarily a quiz but basically like you know estimate or like is it something that's very prominent um when when it comes to companies or like how how do companies really like look at when it comes to personality tests is it something that they really prioritize because you know you know i've had to you know even taking like uh going into internships and looking at going to different like interviews i've had a couple where at the end of filling out the application they've had me take a personality test because for some reason it's supposed to show if I fit the, you know, the requirement to be like, like positioned for the job. So if you can go into a little bit about that.
1: Very good. This is an interesting topic because I actually cover it in my employment law class. So Bryce, you'll be in a couple of weeks, we will be tackling this issue. (laughs) Okay. Um, I just, you know, my personal bias, I think that most so-called personality tests are a crack of uh, BS so to speak um, and I'll tell you why um, the case that I, I cover in my class actually is whether uh, personality tests are legal and in the case that we're gonna study we'll see how a company used the personality test, but they use some impermissible questions that asked about a uh, person's psychiatric conditions, and a court found that that was like a uh, psychiatric examination and it violated the ADA. So, so, sometimes these personality tests can be done improperly, um, but putting aside my, my own feeling about them, uh, I think a lot of companies do use them. And if the questions truly are about personality and how somebody would handle a situation, those are totally legal. And so, even though I, I don't think they're the best way to evaluate a human being for a job, uh, I'm sure a lot of my colleagues in the HR side would disagree with me. Because <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want my personality quote-unquote used against me I mean if I'm able to do my job and do it well then why why does it matter you know my personality so much that's my personal feeling on it but but to answer your question directly I think companies a, a good number of companies do use those kind of tests
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, even, you know, like I said, in my process and in my internship, you know, one of the things I was thinking was, you know, taking the personality test was, okay, I need to make sure that I pick all the right choices because it was, it was basically like I, you know, the personality test It was either, you know, um, there was five choices and it's either you strongly disagree up to, you know, up to you strongly agree. It was one of those type of, uh, of, one of those type of things so basically you know it was a bit confusing because a lot of the questions were sort of the same um which i guess they were trying to get at something to make sure like that you know that personality traits actually you know true to who i am but also you know just the the um you know just the fact that they have certain personality traits that they fit to a certain job description that is just like. You know, it makes it a little difficult because it's like, okay, my personality determines if I'm going to get the job, you know, but that could not be, I mean, you can't be an introvert and be in HR, can you? Because you're working with people. Is that possible?
1: Oh, absolutely. Say, Say you're working in HR, but you're just handling benefits administration, figuring out 401k plans and all. Why do you have to have a personality to do that? Um me i I mean i like outgoing personalities we all like to work with people that we can interact with Mm -hmm. um, in a pleasant manner and productive manner Um, but i'll tell you the students in my classes over the years Mm -hmm. they've all told me that when i answer the questions for a personality test i tell the employer what i think they want to hear so you may not even be really getting the personality of the person taking the test if they're just giving you the answers that they think the employer would like to see. So I'm not even sure how accurate those tests are personally.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Interesting. Interesting. The, um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, I think, I think even, you know, it's funny that you said, you know, even something like HR, like the, something like if you're working with benefits, you know, you don't necessarily need, cause you're not necessarily working with people, you know, all the time. But, you know, one thing I've also noticed is that because of, you know, COVID, uh, you know, everything is kind of transitioning more, like technology is becoming a lot more prominent. It already is, but, you know, it's becoming, you know, more innovative and, you know, sadly it is taking away jobs. And I know one of the things when it comes to HR and technology is that there's something called uh, bots and the bots are doing a lot of the data and analysis that, you know, usually humans would do, but because it's so automated you know it's it's something that you know basically robots are taking over because you know if they can do it better and more efficiently then go for it um which kind of leaves like now that space for the human resources to be truly more human more working with humans so you know one of the things that i think you know now is that even with what you said you know personality may become more um more valued as technology becomes more you know, more, more taking over certain kinds of jobs, you know?
2: Yeah. They... I agree with you so just like Professor Fernie just mentioned that some company will like use improperly way to test their employees. So I'm wondering like, is it legal for employers to require employees to submit the personality tests? Like, are there any cases like, uh, employees will appear to the company for such reasons?
1: Yeah, you know, if, if a company wants applicants or employees to fill out <clears throat> that test, and assuming it's it's done properly, it's, it's a legal test, then yeah, they can require it. So, you know, if you want that job, you're, <clears throat> you're going to have to answer it, or they may not consider you. But, you know, for, for HR positions, for example, if you're going to be terminating people, what kind of personality are they going to want? You know, if to do that, wow. that's, that's a job, you're taking away people's jobs. And so I'm not sure what they would be looking for, but if you're going to be doing training or counseling, then yeah, I think you want somebody who's outgoing with a nice disposition. So it yeah. probably depends. Huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah um, I agree with that too.
3: And uh, to kind of relate to what you said earlier about how you thought, um, well, your personal opinion is that personality tests are like BS, right? And that it's not really the best way to hire. Which I can like, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but do you also think that an employer is able to release an employee because they're not fond with the employee's uh, personality per se, or because they think the employee's personality is not really like suitable for the job? Like, have
1: you seen stuff like that happen before? Oh, yeah. To me, if somebody truly wasn't getting along with others at the workplace, you know, that's a real problem. And I think, assuming that's the real reason the employer wants to let the person go, I think that would be uh, something that can be done. It would not be illegal. Um, The problem would be if, if the employer was associating certain personalities with maybe uh, certain races or genders so or things like that, then it would become discrimination. It would be illegal. But if it truly was a case that somebody was just being toxic and hard to get along with, an employer can definitely let that person go legally. That's a good question. And also, uh, so
3: Katnina, i of like to add on to it because, like, you know how there's like groups in the workforce and they all kind of share the same personality what if someone from that group that had like the similar or like the same kind of personality what if one is to get fired for that same reason and now that entire group is like panicking do you think that would like cause like an uproar and that entire place and like everybody would be like out of line like how do you think that would
1: affect uh, yeah, that can work? cause a problem i would agree with you if you uh were to terminate somebody within a group um, you know it was that was acting thing the way that the other group members were then probably you would really destroy the uh, morale at the workplace and uh, that could be a problem for both the workers and the employer so I think I agree with you yeah
0: so you know one of the things that you know you know I find interesting is that when it comes to personality there you know And, you know, I've, you know, being on a, you know, part of a team, you know, I think, you know, organizations and workplaces are all based around just being teams. And I've been a part of this team when it comes, you know, sports or a team when it comes to, you know, uh, I was also part of ROTC my, my, uh, my freshman year. You know, so I've been part of collectors before. And, you know, one of the things is that there's a lot of times that you're around people that you may not necessarily like. But even though you don't like them and maybe their your personalities don't match, that doesn't necessarily give a reason to, you know, say, boot someone out the group. Or if I'm in a position where I'm the manager, supervisor, and I'm orchestrating a team, then I don't have the necessarily the right, even though I may not match with this person that has, you know, that, you know, a personality kind of that mixes with me to even like, you know, to kind of like say like, yo, I don't I don't want you in my... You know in my workplace anymore so how do you differentiate like when it comes to law how do you differentiate between okay this person just doesn't like this person or this person is not likable in the workplace or literally his personality does not like it it you, he has to get fired because now he's disrupting the culture within the, the workplace yeah yeah
1: that's a that's a good question not always to you know to figure that out, but that would be up to HR to document exactly what the problem is with the person, uh, you know, to, to keep you know, notes on anything that person did that caused disruption or maybe insulted another co-worker. So if an employer can come up with good examples and reasons why uh, somebody may be disruptive, maybe their personality that's causing it then the employer certainly is within its rights to let that person go. Um, as long as it's done objectively like that and it's not based on some other, you know, category, like I said before, like race, gender, maybe sexual orientation. So, um, but you are right, the people have to, to know how to work, even with people they don't necessarily like. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: I, I had quite a few jobs in my career in different law firms and all, and there's always a few people there that are not the most fun to uh interact with but you've got to find a way to keep it professional and business-like and then you know hang out mostly with the people you do get along with right
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah, yeah i know that very well <laughs> the um yeah so you know you know in wrapping this up the one thing i want the audience to get a visual of is like if you had to put it on a scale you know i on one to ten within law what is the importance how important is personality within the workplace if they had to go from one to ten?
1: Oh well with ten being very important yes
0: very important it is critical it is something that if you are recruiting that is something that you are looking at completely
1: yeah well see this is where you might think i'm contradicting myself i i don't like the personality testing
0: because mm-hmm. i
1: think they're, they're bogus and people just give answers that they think the employer wants to hear, but I actually do think personalities in the workplace are very important, like getting along with others, you know, being a team player, and things like that. Keeping a like a positive outlook. So I guess I'd say probably maybe in the six range, six, six. or seven. How about
0: that? Okay, okay, seven. no, no, I could I could work with that. Yeah, six or seven. <laughs> You know, I actually I I can agree with you on that, Um, because at the same time, yeah, I do see, you know, when it comes, it it, it can get tricky with personality. You don't want that to be something that, you know, completely determines, like, you know, if you can actually do the job. At the end of the day, the job needs to get done. You know, if you are productive in the job, then hey, I mean, go for it, you know, you know, so yeah, for sure. The um but yeah, um Matt Z is there anything you guys wanna add or ask the professor before we wrap things up here?
2: Yeah, sure. I have a personal question. Like sure. have ever um uh, Professor Coney worked with someone you really you think you can't get along with and how do like solve the problem? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure I'm trying to think I tried to get along with most people over the years, but I can think of a few you know, a-holes, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, knew there was, I knew there was some. I knew it. I saw it in your face. I knew it. <laughs>
1: it's with lawyers, right? so Yeah. Wow, wow. Wow. And, you know, lawyers have personalities and sometimes think that they, uh, you know, know best. Of so just, you know, um, I would try to minimize my interactions with the difficult person. But that's what I do to this day. People that bring positivity and things like that, I try to associate more with, but if somebody is really kind of a turkey in my view, then I try to minimize my interaction with them. So yeah. when I do, I try to be pleasant and professional, keep it short, and then get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good that's, question yeah,
3: yeah,
0: very good Chris. question. Cause sometimes it's difficult because if you're in, the, if you're if you're working with that person, you kind of have no choice but to be around them. So you kind of have to make do with yeah. what you got, you know. Especially if you report to that
1: person, that, that's the real problem. If it's your oh. boss that you don't like, then you got you got real problems because you have to interact with that person maybe every day, and so you probably cannot minimize your interaction. So that's where people, I think, end up in trouble on jobs and maybe cannot perform as well as otherwise because they just don't like who they're reporting to Mm. that can be a tough one for anybody that would be tough for me too
0: yeah yeah you know and it kind of has me thinking like you know is it okay you know sometimes you know people you know uh uh you know you'll see like a clip art I mean, you put in like work and you see somebody at his desk and he's just like got like a blank face and he's kind of just typing (laughs) on the computer. And it just had me thinking, you know, a lot of times people go into work and they're just basically, you know, like they don't they don't want to embrace their personality because they know like it either is not going to mix well with somebody else or it's just they just want to get the job done, you know. And I think, you know, even like having somebody that you're, you know, like your boss or something like that, you may not like like maybe in a situation like that it's more like not necessarily embracing your personality but just getting the job done because you know you know that you know we don't have to be friends to get to the common goal you know so i think that's very that's interesting. right that's a good point so i think you gotta tolerate it right Yep. yep tolerate it the whole way through <laughs> but yeah the um uh matt you got anything else there you, you you good be oh, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Alright, we're chilling. Alright, uh, Professor, I just wanted to say, you know, really thank you. Thank you for coming to this uh, to this podcast. Uh, we definitely wanted to get this done and talk to you and have a little nice little conversation. Uh, so I know we all we all appreciate it. Hope the audience appreciates it. Um, and uh um, yeah. righty. Next up in our line, well, next up in final uh interviewee will be professor ryan greenbaum uh this will be a continuation of our conversation about personality so uh stay tuned this is going to get really interesting professor ryan greenbaum would you like to please introduce yourself and just you know give us a little bit of background of you know what you're all about
4: yeah sure uh, thanks for having me um
0: of course
4: my name is ryan greenbaum i um i've been teaching at Rutgers now for three and a half years uh And uh, before I was teaching here, I was at Oklahoma State University for uh, teaching for seven years. And before that, I was in the corporate world um, managing uh, at Progressive Insurance and some other places uh, um, pretty much covering the gamut of of, of different managerial duties, uh, including including some HR tasks and uh, HR uh, uh, functions, excuse me.
0: Wow, that's a that's a pre- I didn't professor. I didn't know you did all that. <laughs> um, that's that's amazing. The um, all right. So the uh, I'll get into the uh, you know the first question I would like to ask you, which is you no. Know, um, you know personally for you, you know have you ever taken you know a personality test before? Um, do you believe that or do you feel like these results are accurate? And you know do you think you know such a test uh, should be an important factor when hiring employees for human resources? Uh, I think personality is a big factor. Um,
4: I'd say more so for the employees to see if they fit with with an organization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the employers are going to get um, are going to try and take do personality tests, and I'm, I've, I've seen them done. I've had them done on me, um, or I've done them. i done the, the self report uh, questionnaires for uh, different jobs, as well as for. Um, uh for school my first master's degree was in educational psychology and so we, we actually studied uh some of the different um some of the different different personality tests that are out there i do believe they're there are they're mostly accurate right nothing nothing is going to be perfectly accurate as um if you're uh looking for things something's perfect you're, you're going to be pretty upset uh, but the uh the majority of what you're going to find in there, uh, if people are actually answering honestly, because most of these personality tests that we look at are, are self-report questionnaires, right, so there's going to be some bias in there, but if you're answering honestly and openly, then I think they are a good judge of, uh, for the most part and can tell you, hey, you kind of fit into this category, or you have a little bit more of this this uh, this, char- this personality characteristic than, uh, than maybe another.
0: Okay, okay. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.
2: ow we all know that in a real workplace, people will, with um, different personalities must work with each other. So difference in personality often lead to some unnecessary misunderstanding between employees that will may reduce the effectiveness of the work. So as a college professor, you can meet like many different students with different personalities, right? So, there a student in your career whose personality has made a strong impression on you? Um, I get I get a number of students, and it's kind of funny. The um, uh-huh. I,
4: I seem to get along and have um, I like the personalities of some of the students that aren't necessarily the A students in my classes. Right? Oh, okay. I, I think they're are students that, that keep, kind of take a different approach where the the A isn't everything, and they take a different mentality to my classes. Um, than what some of the ones are that, that, that have that have to have that, um, I don't know, it's, it's just high conscientiousness, right? One of those big one of the big five factors of personality, right? Where they, they have to have that A and they're they doing everything that's super organized and getting that good grade. Uh, but some of the ones that, that actually stand out to me and that, that I remember more are the ones that, that actually get C's in my class, but they're just so involved in everything that maybe they're not great with the technical skill and not super conscious about how they're doing... Um, Things from an organization standpoint, or from a uh, what do I need to get the A standpoint, but they they just seem to get it as far as life goes, and they they, they are able to apply some of the things within, from the classes to their life because they they're able to make those kind of connections. And I think that's that a lot of that deals with with the type of personality that they are. I mean, it's uh, you know those high performers sometimes don't think beyond you know what do I need in the short term just for that just for that grade just for that task. And, and um, the
2: yeah, picture. because we like we all assume that teacher role more like students can perform as better academic, but actually they're like more into people that can evolve in their classes.
4: Yeah I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of, of what kind of helps to develop your personality and be in student stories, right if, if you've been through something that, that you've had to overcome, uh-huh. That, that to me is, is, is much, it, it makes you uh, m- more interesting or more um, more likely to have different ways to approach different things uh, than someone who's like, I, I know how to study, I know how to prepare for this, I know, and I am step A, step B, step C. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a different mentality.
5: Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you, Professor.
0: It does make sense
4: so i kind of want to like
5: connect that to like what we learned uh i think it was like two classes ago in class where a uh, professor was talking about people who like achieve a grade and people who achieve like learning how there's two separate things where it's like you can like actually like what you said have a c but you're learning the material better while people who are just going for a grade you know will just go on like quizler or whatever try to get that grade popping, in and then, then we just, like, pass the class, but we don't really know what we learned. So I kind of relate to that because, like, I feel like, and it kind of sounds weird, but, like, the best way for me to learn is, like, through failure, if that makes sense. Like, through failure is where you know, I actually Matt feel the preaching most. preaching right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's, where it's like, um, you fall down a lot of times where you learn not to do it. You learn what you've done wrong, while people who just only know how to, like, get good grades and succeed, they don't really know what they're like learning from that. No,
4: I don't know, I, I kind of found that like very interesting what you were yeah, saying. I, I think what you're talking about is the mastery orientation and performance orientation, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, if students there, or if anybody, right? Not necessarily even a student, but like just anybody that does something they, and they do it because they just want to get better at it, right? Then it's something that, that if you take a different mentality toward where you're actually kind of more engaged with the material and more engaged with whatever it is you're learning. Um, and same thing with organizations, right? If people are just looking to see how I can get to be, you know, at the top of the corporate ladder, chances are they're going to probably do more unethical behaviors and do what they need to as, as kind of having those, those all right, the, the ends justify the means. Whereas people that actually care about their work and actually care about what they're doing and, and want to just get better at, at, at whatever it is they are, at whatever it is they're doing, whatever their task is, those people will... Uh, again, kind of take just a different approach to it and say, all right, yeah, cool. I, I don't need to move up the corporate ladder. If I really love what I'm doing and I enjoy what I'm doing and I can make the most out of it and just be the best at what, I can, what I'm what i doing, they're actually happier a lot of times.
5: Right, right, right. Uh, so another question I actually had. Um, so we also learned that diversity in the workplace, um, it's not only like reflected in the, in the dimensions of personality, but it's also in age. Like, uh, today, most of us are entering, like, the job markets between the ages of, like, 18 and 23, right? So each generation pretty much has its own, like, unique style of working, you know, something that connects our age with someone like, you know? Um, So basically, uh, how do you work with people of different ages, either at Rutgers or your time in Oklahoma? What would
4: uh fortunately I'm young enough that I, I can kind of bridge the gap between uh, between some of the different groups right so i uh, I got I, I if you've had me in class like right, you know I play music at the beginning of class it's you know, just trying to get things going and just kind of like stop not sit there in silence and I actually ask students for playlists and talk about uh, you know different artists that are out there and trying to to figure out hey hey you know what can I what can I do to make myself more relevant for the younger group right if I'm need to pick up pick up on this art person figure out figure out what i need to listen to and it connects me to the people then it's it opens up other doors right so you find different ways to connect with either group right if uh, if i'm working with people that are older than me right or if i'm doing something with people that are of a different generation you know maybe it's different shows or different movies or different things that 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 you know oh i you know i remember this quote from from this old this old comedian whatever it might be and it's it's different things like that And, and not everyone can do that not everyone has the useless knowledge like I have about about like, movies and different boats and things like that like uh, but it's it's something that uh, you try and find ways to connect and, and, and once you find that one connection to whatever group it is I'm, I'm younger older same age even um, then it opens those other doors to, to where okay now I can see this person actually is trying right and then I think students get that with me sometimes where they're like all right yeah he's he's old he's out of touch but he's at least trying
0: yeah, I get it. Thank you. The um, yeah, so uh, you know, thank you, Professor Ryan Greenbaum. That was uh, that was great information. The um, also thank you for your time. Seriously, uh, I know we had to, you know, we had a little bit of issues, with you know, in scheduling and all that, but you know, you uh, really came through, and it's much appreciated. Um, you know, so as we close out, you know, everybody, thank you for listening, listening in. I uh, hope you guys had a great time, and. Uh, Have a good one. Thank you.